your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Thank you for joining us here on Nerds from the Crypt for an episode of This Week on Kickstarter. I want to take this moment to thank everyone who's been real patient with us while we're trying to get things going again. I've personally had to take some time off for family medical reasons and because I've actually gone back to school for my master's. So most of the time I have is uh, tied up with that. However, I want to go ahead and, and let you all know that we will continue to create episodes for you. And I'm so thankful to have a co-host like Greg who can actually do solo episodes on the side to keep the episodes coming out for you all. Today, Greg will be flying solo and he has two interviews for, for you all to listen to. First, he will be joining the, his conversation with Christy Shin, owner of Horatora Studios. She is here to talk about the Kickstarter campaign for Demon Bit. Really quick warning on this, the episode will have the rare explicit tag. Right after speaking with Chrissy, we'll be joining Greg as he talks with Michael Tanner and Don Gwen about their Kickstarter campaign, Battle Grapple Rebel. Welcome back, nerds. This is Greg, the, the old witch. That's right. We are back with another episode of Kickstarter that we think that you're going to totally like to check out. So I have for you a guest today. Christy Shin is with us and she's going to talk to us about all things demon bitch. Christy. Oh, it's good to have you on the show. <laughs> I'm chuckling out of evil. I mean, it's just, thank you for having me on the show. It's always great to be out there and here and talking about your own shit. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> So for our uh, for our for our, our listeners out there, as we're primarily a horror podcast, do you like horror? You know, as the genre of horror, it's kind of interesting, and I'm never going to have a simple answer. Sometimes uh, okay. that kind of pisses people off because I like to weigh out everything. Yeah. On the whole, I don't really like watching a lot of horror because I think Fair. it's just trigger warnings and all this other shit. Like where they'll throw them, like a lot of murder, rape, stabbing, violence, mm-hmm. whatever, all at once. And it, I mean, I'm not saying you can't have a good horror film having that. But sometimes you need to actually have something else. But I will tell you what is my favorite horror movie. One of my favorite horror movies. It's The Thing. Oh, yes. Because the thing is, is that The Thing will fuck with you because you will go and deal with bits of normal. Like, oh, everything's normal. Like, oh, shit, it's not. You know? Right. (laughs) That's what I love about The Thing. It kind of lulls you into this false sense of security. So that's pretty crazy. Um, I'm thinking of another horror movie. I actually like Dawn of the Dead, the original one. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah, because it was just ridiculous. And the guy, I forgot what his name was, the guy that played the white cop. Uh-huh. He was like fucking like, he's actually a prince in some like fucking like obscure area, I think in Turkey or something or Afghanistan. Really? He's a prince of this one little territory because his family like got that by some Mughal, I think, or something. I, 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 I You'd have to look him up, but it, it is true. That's he wild. actually. Yeah, it's funny. So, but I like that one because like they just did some crazy shit in there that didn't make sense, but it kind of added to the movie. Like, you know how one of the bikers in the towards when they're in the mall, mm-hmm. when he sticks his hand in those fucking blood pressure machines where all these zombies are around and they rip him apart. It's like, why'd you do that, you idiot? <laughs> oh, you know, just for funsies. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just did that shits and giggles. Yeah, that's a great idea. But uh, modern horror, I'm not so much into. Okay, uh, it's just because I think. And again, now they're kind of getting sort of existential and shit. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as I said, I personally like the old school horror, like the thing, but I like more of the suspenseful kind of horror because it builds up. Yeah, definitely. 
builds up and, and, and gets you, like, like you said, lulls you into a sense of like, okay, I'm understanding stuff. Oh no, smack. Everything you thought was true. Not true. <laughs> well, and then there's like, I like horror games. Like some horror games are good. Like um, resident evil, the series I've always liked until mm-hmm. they kind of fucked it up with the movies. I mean, I'm not very much of a fan of the movies because yeah. that kind of pissed me off. And then there's this other one. I think I forgot what it was, but it was like, one of the reactionary ones, and I understand what they're trying to do, but I hate those reaction time ones. Um, it was the one, like, one oh. of the guys, like, had a TV on his head, and, like, you had to, like, go through these things, and he would chainsaw you to death. I forgot what it was. It was uh, done by Bethesda, but I can't okay. remember the name right now. I can't. I, I don't know. But that I like Silent cool. Hill because it's more psychological. It's like your own inner demons fuck with you, but it mm-hmm. doesn't fuck with anyone else. Yeah, yeah. I I played a um, like Manhunt on the Wii when it came out, and it made me feel like I had to take a shower afterwards because oh, you go yeah. through the whole motion of like strangling somebody with the oh. the Wii mote and the nunchuck and everything. But I I kept playing it because I I I wanted to find out what happened. Maybe I'm dark. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe. So uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we all have that, that inside us. And you know, that's maybe, maybe that's our inner, uh, maybe that's our inner demon bitch. Well, I guess. So. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> Oh wow. Somebody like pledged. Yay. So oh, um, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I got to write. Oh, by the way, just to say for my Kickstarter, just a heads up. If you go and pledge on my Kickstarter, no matter what level of pledge, I will go and write a rude as fuck. Thank you note to you. Nice. It'll be I, filthy. So, I I I got mine and I I'm cherishing it. So, <laughs> do you want to read yours? You can if you want. If you're allowed to. Um. Yeah. Pull it up real quick. I. Uh, all right. For the listeners here. All right. Let me let me grab the the note. Okay. So uh, this is this is good stuff. Open. 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 Oh, that's not it. Ah, that was, that was, I got excited. That was, that was, but that wasn't it. I just, you did it yesterday, damn it. I know I did. I did. Oh, here it is. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Greg. Now we get to see you fucking a bowl of Fruit Loops eaten, eaten out of, (laughs) I fucked that up. (laughs) Thank you, Greg. Now you, now we get to see a fucking bowl of Fruit Loops eaten out of your, out of her ass. God, I'm horrible. So, I mean, I, there was actually a clip of that, by the way. Somebody had to show me that. Of the the Fruit Loops. Yeah, that that actually happened. Yeah, somebody wow. actually showed me a clip of that. That that's that that does actually exist. And uh, if you want to know why I fucking had that happen, I don't know why. A lot of my friends are guys, <laughs> and a lot of my friends and I have horrible like senses of humor. And yeah. I've been around. Um, if this dates me, since Fugly dot com and Rotten dot com. So, you wow. know, like you just know when your friend sends you shit and you're like, oh, okay, what's this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I know, I know about demon bitch, but I don't think our listeners, they, they don't quite know about it. And I, I, I can, I can talk about it uh, a bit, but I think the best person would be you as the creator to tell them what it is that they, that they need to go check out because I mean, I, I've, I've known, I've known about this since I've known you and I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's, it it is like, I mean, for, for the listeners, I'm going to tell you, if you obviously have been 
following along with the podcast uh, for the movies that we cover um, and you like all the, the, the random stuff that Saul picks for us to watch and, and everything like that, this is right up your alley because this is like that, that dark corner kind of weird night, just that kind of humor and that kind of comic. But Christy, take it away. Okay. Well, demon bitch is a low level demon from the 13th pit of hell where people throw their dog shit and gum wrappers. And she wants to bring the second coming of Armageddon, but the first one never happened because she's stupid. So essentially she gets uh, distracted by promiscuous sex and hard drugs. And she really never makes any value of herself. And it reminded me some fucking bitches that I used to know in LA. So this is all about them. Um, you know, the chicks that run around going, I'm a model, I'm a model, I'm a model. And then binge Coke it like in the back of a party because somebody liked them or something. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, I live in L.A. It's amazing. Like, they'll, they'll first tell you, like, I'm vegan due to, the health, due to health, you know, like, I want to yeah. be healthy. And then they'll say, hey, you want to do a bumper of us with a bumper of Coke with us in the back? I guess that shows that they really like you. I guess help people in L.A. are very generous that way. They're very generous. They want to they want to help you. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you want to do some Coke with us? I'm like, no, that's okay. I'm I mean, cool. I've had major surgery in my abdomen, so that's generally not a good idea anyway. Yeah. Nah, I think, like, you know, doing doing a bump of Coke is probably not, not the best Probably thing. not recommended, no. Not no, recommended. It's, it's it's probably also, like, not as recommended as smashing a hammer into your skull voluntarily. Yeah, yeah it's I just, mean, no. it's a quick way to a deviated septum. Well, I mean, I actually found out you can get an ischemic bowel, which is basically what Coke does. It it cuts off like all the blood vessels or blood circulation. And one of the things I, cause I thought if you die of a Coke over cocaine overdose, like your heart explodes or your brain explodes or something. Right. Right. No, I actually found out that you can actually die of this thing called the ischemic bowel. And what it is, is that if you overdose on cocaine, it'll cut off all the blood circulation in your bowels. Ah. And you'll end up like dying because your bowels are dying. Kind of. That thing. is. That sounds like a horrible death. That's. Uh, I hear it's really painful. Like I, I uh, we have a do- a surgeon in the family, and uh, uh, like one of my brother in law's brother, and he told me, like he had to amputate a woman's leg because while she was high on meth, decided to inject coke into her leg. Oh so it's like, goodness. hey, two best friends that really fucked me up. Wowzers! That's yeah. Just drugs are bad. Mess. Yeah, D- just don't do them. Buy comic books, watch bad movies. <laughs> I mean, go watch porn. I mean, if you got to yeah. do something rebellious, go watch porn. If you're of age, just go watch porn. Do, just do that. Do don't, that. don't do anything stupid like Coke. That's, that's yeah. generally too expensive and that makes you stupid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely bad. Definitely bad. So with your uh, with your Kickstarter, what is it that... Uh, what is it that uh, that we we get with this? I know, I mean, I know what I'm getting. I'm getting the whole the whole shebang almost. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, with that, you get okay. So the campaign is called "You All Suck," and the basis of the campaign is like basically everybody acted stupid during the last two years of COVID nineteen, and that <gasps> means everybody, including you, me, yeah. everybody. So, um, yeah, because I was inspired of seeing the events completely through my computer screen. Because, you know, we were all quarantined at home, depending on which state you were, more so, more or less so. Mm-hmm. In California, we were more of the lockdown areas. Um, what happened was is that uh, I created a book called Triggered because everybody in the world was fucking triggered about everything. They were yeah. all screaming at each other. You just It was crazy. Like, there were even people, like, that I never would think of say, oh, yeah, um, yeah, the unvaccinated should be put into camps. Wow, and I'm like, what the fuck? 
like people would say shit like that. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, oh God, that's really weird. So yeah, I'm, there's that. (laughs) And, and just like every, and like just how everybody just kind of went nuts. And Mm -hmm. so triggered is recording the last two years of that. We're also coming out with a computer game, disgusting dumpster fire, the first level beta testing level. So yeah, when that comes out, you can go and bitch at my fucking program how shitty it is. I um, can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? Like I saw that and I was like, uh, I'm just like I'm I'm backing this. I'm like adding area. Like I'm this is an add-on right here because I oh, need yeah. this. I need it so bad. Yeah, everybody's like going, I need this thing. So um, there's that, and then there's um, the Tamabichi pins, which oh, yeah. are essentially they're like the, yeah the tamagotchi but they're uh but they're hard enamel pins and they got two separate expressions and they're both glow in the dark um there's another one called enemu demon and uh three prints by mary zoralina ben- bellamy and enemu demon is now a charm that you can hang off your purse Ooh. and zoralita i'll use her name interchangeably but she's known as zoralita she has actually worked on uh, adventures in equestria the card game by hasbro for my little pony so Very I think cool. that's on pre-order now or it's already out. Um, I have no affiliation with Hasbro, but I'm just letting you know she is licensed by My Little Pony and Marvel. So, I mean, like if you want to get your hands on on something that is is made by somebody that is affiliated with that, you can do it through this Kickstarter. Boom, right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now, if you're horny for My Little Pony and know if you're not a furry and fuck the things, although not every furry does. I'm just being an asshole, so sorry, furry. <laughs> I have friends that are furries, too. Um, but uh, there's also a tiki patch uh, from the other half of Hydermert uh, Studios, my friend Dallas, and the other half is Connie, and she designed the pins. He designed the tiki patch. It's going to be a woven patch and the sticker. So you're going to get a lot of stuff if you go and do that. And um, I sign every paper thing pretty rudely, save for the prints. I mean, Mary will sign them. She will probably not be as rude as me, but she will sign the prints that she has. If we pay extra, will she? Will she do rude ones? Be rude. I mean, if you want to tip her, hey, yeah. I mean, that's all between you guys. Like, if you want to give her a hundred bucks, fuck it, yeah. But you know, she'll sign the prints anyway. You know, I'm and just then, joking. She's so nice. That's the thing. She's such a. She's so nice. Yeah, she's really a cool person. I forget if she approached me or I asked her, and she, whatever it was, she wanted to do demon bitch, and I'm like, all right, fine, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, she's like, yes. I was actually pretty shocked because, you know, she does like kid friendly stuff and cute stuff, but demon bitch is not. No, she, she got, I think it really like untaps like a naughty part in her and she loves drawing the shit out of that. That's cool. Uh, That's, that's one of the things that I like about this, uh, this comic is that it is, it is like that. I I think I've said this um, on Twitter and like in, in, in conversation with people, it's that it's the voice, the inner voice that you have that doesn't get out, but you get to see it. (laughs) It's just like, it's a lot of that kind of like, Oh, we've all, we've all thought these things (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) As somebody once said, I put the elephant in the room and I just throw it out there and say, here you go. (laughs) Look at it. Look at it. There's no shame. Look at the dead rotting corpse with its tusks all gone. Do the illicit ivory trade. Look at what you've done to it. You know? Yeah. It went, it went from like dark to darker, (laughs) but I don't know. I just go there. I, I I don't know what it is. If it's my fucking heritage or not. Um, my background is that I'm of Korean ethnicity. So I guess we tend to be pretty intense. I don't know. Very. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, your, your background, your, your, yeah. Oh yeah. 
I'm, I'm part Japanese. So yeah, yeah, I mean like I'm very, I guess, I don't know. I'm you know, probably- the, the thing is like between the two different types of Asians, because you'll get this, it's like, it seems like Korean parents are really corporal and militaristic in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like they'll beat your ass. And some of my friends who are Chinese, they go like, oh yeah, we got hit with everything in the fucking house. Uh-huh. Um, Korean parents just smacked us around. Uh, and I think like from what I could see of Japanese parents, they were just disappointed in you. They never really hit you. Like uh, they, they would smack you, but it would be more of, I'm disappointed in you. Not in public. I mean, but in the home, yeah. I got, I got a lot of, a lot of house shoes thrown at me, um, yeah. from across the house. So it was very much like growing up in like a, uh, in, in like a Mexican family. Uh, like I've gone over to my, my neighbor's house and just like, Oh, Hey, it's the same thing over here. Okay. Got oh, yeah, they sh- hit you <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, like Chicala's being thrown. I mean, like, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Got it. Is, um, was it your mom or dad? My mom. Okay. That's what I figure. Cause your last name is Anglo. So. Yeah. 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 I, I have, I have the super, the super, uh, generic, generic, uh, whitest name ever. And yeah. then, and then my Japanese last name, Miyoshi, uh, depending on the family is, is like basically Smith in Japan. So (laughs) like when I went to Japan, they're like, who are you staying with? And I'm like, uh, my aunt, her last name is Miyoshi. And they're like, Oh, so like Smith in Japan. (laughs) Miyoshi, Miyoshi, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said Yoshi. I said, would they fuck with you and talk to you about like, you're this fucking little green dinosaur running around. Oh, that, 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 that would be great. No, but what was crazy is my, my buddy, when I lived there, uh, that lived, uh, two houses over, his name was Yoshi. And I always joked with them, like, we're going to play Mario Kart later. He was like, shut up. <laughs> you know, what's funny is like my, the other people that are like my, my generation of uh, Korean in America, mm-hmm. we would really talk about our parents beating our asses. That's kind oh. of a bonding thing. It's like, Oh, you're Korean. Yeah. I'm Korean too. Would your mom beat your ass? Oh yeah. They, she did. Okay. We're friends now. You know? <laughs> It's the, it's, it's just the, 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 I guess the, the, the tie that binds, right? <laughs> yeah. The ass beating there. There yeah. you go. And the drinking and the fighting, I guess. Oh, yeah. Although I've never been in a barroom ball, but I can hold my liquor for the most part. But, uh, but yeah, Korean people are known to be the Irish of Asia. I think that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very, very true. I believe. Yeah. I mean, I won't repeat it on this podcast, but you know, Asian people can be really fucking base with each other. Like, it's like we it's like even it makes other people go like, oh shit you actually said that thing shit to each other oh yeah that's how it is yeah yeah <laughs> that's like my 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 co-worker my day job very like we're very straightforward with each other because it's just like we have that that commonality i guess yeah. <laughs> she and i it's yeah. just like everybody's like whoa you guys don't talk to everybody else like that. And it's like, we're kind of like siblings in a sense. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we all kind of hate each other and stuff and call each other names, but we kind of have like, like little, our little factions against the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds so bad. And I won't get into it because I'll probably make everybody's like skin peel off in a minute. If I go, and then you'll start, then then people will be like, Oh, do I want to back this? No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She really is the demon bitch. (laughs) Well, it's funny because like I actually went to a comic store and it was one of my first signings um, for Demon Bitch, mm-hmm. and like I brought chocolates to thank the comic staff, you know, like yeah. that's how I am. And um, it was so funny because one of the people said, "Wow, you're really nice," <laughs> and I'm like, 
I wasn't a bitch at all. I was like, yeah. And they said, I, I said, well, why do you think so? And he said, oh, you know, with demon bitch, it's like really, really like hard edged and everything. It's like, yeah, but I don't have that attitude with everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people can tell I have an edge, but it's not like I go up and go like, hey, fuck you, asshole. You know? Yeah, right. You you have you, you have the, the hard edge on the book. You have uh, your your the way that you present on on different things and stuff like that but it's it's not that's not how you are all the time because like that is that is not the you that i've met so <laughs> yeah i mean it's the thing is like people kind of think that i'm going to like start screaming and yelling i mean i swear a lot and i don't like a lot of bullshit and i'll say some shit but it's not like i go around and deliberately become a nasty ass p- person actually i kind of get not people that are genuinely nice, but people who act like super nice in a certain way, I kind of like want to stay the fuck away from because it's like, no, nah, no, nah, there's going to be times when you're mad. And then when the times you're mad, you're going to go and like fucking like, like really lash out and not in a good way, if that makes sense. You know, like the people that it's like, there's people that are nice and they're genuinely nice, but there's some people like you can just tell it's sort of a facade. And you're like, I don't want to be around you now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hmm. Is it is it real nice? No, it's not real nice. It's Mm-mm. not nice. Yes. And then there's just people that are like, eh, you know, whatever. I'm just like, shoot. <laughs> like, I have my bad days. I have my good days. I just do my thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do will admit, like, when I was 13, I had a really short fuse. So, yeah, that, that kind of added to the temper. <laughs> yeah. I got in a fight with a kid at school, like, when I was 13. We were slamming against desks and shit, and I was hitting him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you inflict some crazy damage? Uh, you know, the thing is, it's funny. Well, I guess like when I've heard of different modes of getting into fights when you're a kid, like there's ones where like you, it's slow motion. I was in the one where I was so pissed off. I felt like I was slamming into desks and shit and I could feel it, but I felt no pain. But apparently I bloodied his nose. I was just punching him. <laughs> I, I was that angry because he was fucking with me and I had it, you know? Yeah. And, um, And he... I think he was hitting me too. I could feel it, but I didn't really give a shit. I just wanted to hurt him. <laughs> yeah. Cause he was fucking with me. But I mean, it was years ago. It was like when I was 13. So it was like, but it, looking like, back it was at it, it was pretty year. funny. <laughs> it was yeah, I wasn't this past year. No, I didn't get any fights this year. <laughs> You're like, not this year. I've been good all year. The year's only, it's only a few months in. It's only four months yeah. in. You got yeah. time. You got time. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. I mean, we can set it up. I mean, if you want, I mean, for the next Kickstarter, we can we we can set this up. You know, Rylan Grant <laughs> actually offered to sword fight somebody in my last Kickstarter. What? Thing. Yeah, he offered to sto- like the last Kickstarter that you can look at the last Kickstarter I did. Yeah, not this one, the one prior, and I think one of the tiers he said, "Oh, I'll go and sword fight somebody." Wow. I mean, yeah, like amazing fencing with like mask or like, like actual like sword going, fighting. Like you, there's a picture of him fucking ha- holding a samurai sword or something. I'm like a katakana, sorry, a katakana, uh, not a yeah. what the fuck, not katakana, uh, a katana. Katana. God damn it! I did study like Japanese like years ago, and I was not good at it. He was holding a katsu. What? Uh, like a like a fried pork loin? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah that sounds like, delicious. He was Asian gonna fight me with that. Asian jokes. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but uh, yeah, so in the Kickstarter, yeah, for this one, that's what we've got. And uh, yeah, I kind of have a weird eclectic way of doing things. Like I actually made shirts saying Asian Invasion. And then I actually did an API event called Asian Invasion Yellow Peril. Nice. I held it over at the Manhattan Beach Conic Bug because Jun Goku is Japanese. And I said, well, nobody's going to give him shit for being racist. So, hey, (laughs) we'll just do this. Do this thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw the, the um, post and stuff like that. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad that I'm up here. Cause like, I would definitely love to come down and, and support that. Well, yeah. I mean, as I said, you can be a guest. I think I've got some openings. I got to this next week, like finalize stuff and just see where we fucking stand with people, but in creators, but yeah, I'm really happy with the creators that I have right here. They're really good. And uh, June wanted to do it again. So I was like, yeah, and we're going to promote it during free comic book day. So that's, I just, rad. yeah, I just want to kind of like finalize some people and that's about it and go from there, you know, be good. Yeah. But, yeah. Definitely good stuff. Definitely mm-hmm. good stuff. All right. So for the listeners, where can they find you? I'm just going to wrap can- this up. Well, they can go and find me on Kickstarter, obviously. I mean, you'll provide the links there. And I'll be on yeah. Linktree at Horace Taurus Studios. I'm also the president of CAPS Comic Art Professional Society, where, you know, it's a collective of artists and creatives with that deal with sequential and non-sequential art uh, in comics and in advertising, cartoons and such. We do have animators, but it's not we don't deal primarily with animation. The animators do happen to be cartoonists as well or comic okay. artists. But, um, yeah, that, so I'm trying to take it out of the COVID era into the current era. And, uh, right now we're expanding and changing some things. One of them is promoting the creatives in that field as well as events. That's what we're starting out with. Very cool. You are busy. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. People tell me that. I mean, I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired. And they said, what do you do? And I list some of this shit I do. And they're like, you're busy. And I'm like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, no, you are, you're like, I've, I've seen you on like all the time. (laughs) I think you're always, you're always doing stuff and you're always like, literally like you're, you're on, you're like always online. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't have a life apparently. (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how a lot of this shit has happened. It's like all of a sudden my, my year has become compounded to very, very, very fucking busy. And um, it's been going good. Like uh, I was on, uh, what is it? Comic XP with Niall Scala and uh, Billy Tucci. And what was kind of cool is Billy said he liked my artwork. I was like, yeah, that's great. You know, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, damn, that's awesome. You know, I was like, that's awesome. And I wore my Asian invasion t-shirt. Nice. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Because I think he's releasing She too, like the the newest uh, newest graphic novel, I believe. Uh-huh. So uh, it's called uh, Sakura, I think. Mm. I think That's what it's called off the top of my head. I sorry, Billy, I, I'm not insulting you, <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing that. Very cool. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I went on that show, and uh, I don't know. I open my mouth and say some shit, and people start laughing. So I think that's <laughs> that's a good trend for me right now. Yeah, it's working. It is. Yeah, it's working. People love my filthy fucking mouth. Hopefully, hopefully people go check out this Kickstarter and love your filthy Kickstarter and find that demon, but demon bitch is something that they want to get in physical form, PDF form, patch form, pin form, game form, toilet paper form, toilet paper form, get their filthy notes back from you. Uh, You're like, like so close to goal. Like, I mean, it's, it, it, it is. And you've, you've got, like, uh, I mean, at this recording and by the time people get this, uh, you'll, you'll still have uh, a good two weeks out, uh, for, for them to, to back this. So they've got time They better get to it though. Cause it won't last forever. 
No, I mean, the thing is, is that at 75K, I want to, I mean, not 75K, sorry, 7,000. Wow, 75K, that's a huge goal. That shit, wow. That would be amazing. Uh, No, I want to actually make hardcover versions of the book because I want to test that out. And some people did order hardcover versions, but yeah, I want to kind of produce it more. And then at $8,000, I do want to go and send pasties out on a physical level to everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight or today, today, tonight, tonight, today on recording. Don't sound like a Smashing Pumpkin song. I'll feel I'm sorry. I can't. That's actually one of their best songs, by the way. I like their video too. It is actually really good. It's yeah. a it's a nice trip. Yeah. But again, thank you so much for joining us here at Nerds from the Crypt. Uh, nerds, go check out Demon Bitch. Check it out on a Kickstarter. Find Christy in the uh, in all the links on the link tree that we're going to post up, and go support this because you're going to like it. I mean, I like it, and I mean, if you already listen to this podcast, then you already like us. So go go do what we tell you because that's what that's that's what we do. I mean, go do it, bitch. Yeah, go, do, go it. do it. Yeah. Listen to the, listen. <laughs> it's funny because sometimes when my friends call me demon bitch, which is hilarious, they say, don't you get mad? I'm like, no, I mean, if I'm known for that cartoon, okay, that's fine. That's just, it's, it's a, it's your, it's your, you know, your, your other persona. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, you'll probably know who I am by how I dress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes all right so uh, so with that we're gonna leave it here and we'll catch back up with you later all right thank you very much for having me on the show you're welcome all right once again we want to give a big thank you to christine shin for taking the time to come on the show and talking with greg remember you will find all the links to the kickstarter in the description of the episode we will now be moving on to the next part of the episode where Greg is already talking with Michael Tanner and Don Gwen as they talk about their current Kickstarter campaign for Battle Grapple Rebel. Welcome back, nerds. This is Greg from the Nerds from the Crypt, and we are here with a special Kickstarter episode. I have with us the Battle Grapple Rebel team, and we are going to talk about their amazing book. But I have to ask you, are you ready for something even more amazing than that. Because I heard that they're going to battle grapple themselves right now. I don't even oh, know what that yeah. means. Oh yeah. my God. Are they bringing it? Mike Tanner, Justin Wynn. I mean, Don Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> we got Michael Tanner, author of such wonderful books as The Economics of Frederick Nietzsche. Oh uh, my god! Right. <laughs> oh, that guy's always screwing up my my Google uh, analytics. Michael Tanner of the Cato Institute. What an a hole! Uh, oh my god, is that real? It's real, hundred percent real. Oh, wow. Michael okay. Tanner from the Cato Institute writes a lot of books about Nietzsche, um, mm-hmm. and he uh, he screws up my my Google's when people Google me. Wow, oh, I, I have I have yep yep. That's why I tried to brand myself as like Michael J. Tanner okay. um, uh, for a while, like, oh, boy, like eight years ago. Uh, but then I just gave up because I'm like, well, who cares? Everybody, who thinks, cares? everybody thinks I'm Gregory Smith from uh, Everwood. Nice. Nice. That's Is he, is he a handsome, handsome boy? Um, He's got to be if he's on Everwood, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. 
maybe i don't know is he the dad or the son no, he was the son oh yeah yeah, yeah. this has got to be a lot everwood you know what i vaguely remember everwood, <laughs> but when when people say ever everwood i picture one tree hill Oh yeah, it's a. It was oh, around the same time. Yeah, everyone like, had Chris CW shows, Pratt, right? Uh, no, that's, that's a Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. No, 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 no. I'm you pretty know. sure young Chris Pratt was on was in that for like yeah. a hot minute. Like he was a uh, he was a friend character. Like one of the main dudes like had a friend who would appear. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google He's this. He's gonna Google it. He's gonna Google it. Everwood, yep, he was on Everwood. Wow. He, oh oh wow. I just Gregory Smith came up. Yeah. And he kind of looks like um who's that guy who played young Charles Xavier in the um the X Men movies I, that were good and then got really bad. I think it's the same guy. No. 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 Now he's got a, this becomes like which actor is which. Who played oh, no. young Professor X? James this McAvoy. Oh, he okay. kind of like he would be the stand-in for James McAvoy. He's the CW version of James McAvoy. He's the oh CW God, really? version of, of James McAvoy. Oh he's my young gosh, CW McAvoy! You're totally right. <laughs> I I am. So that's me. That's that's great. That's you. You are yeah. Professor X. Sweet. Holy crap. We've come full circle on that. Man, did, oh, did wow, any series of movies suggestive. start strong, get a little bit stronger, then flame out completely, and then restart strong, and then flame out completely so fast, other than the X-Men movies? I, uh, I did not enjoy the first one, which was what? First Class, right? Yeah. I, oh, you yeah. didn't like First Class? I really liked First I, Class. I liked the first half of it or something. I, I remember I didn't like the entire half. thing. The first half of First Class. You, yeah. You, so you liked, but, uh, you know, first period, like yeah. 7.45 to 8.45. I got to homeroom and I was got, cool. And it wasn't it, from that point on. Blah. Yeah. And then once nutrition was over, I was like, I'm done with this movie. Give me a hall uh, pass so I can jam out. Yeah. yeah. I, I love days lunch. of future past. That was a good one. I uh, like days of future past. Um, and then I watched apocalypse on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, that's man, that's bad. That sounds like a good movie though. Apocalypse on a plane. Apocalypse on a plane. Oh, it, it, on a plane would be a great title for a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we should write it. Dude, that, would actually, that would be this is now an episode of burn after pitching hey good evening welcome to burn after pitching <laughs> the comedy pitching is. podcast oh we have on gosh. a panel of creators and pitch their ideas and everything from ice cream flavors to movie titles here with me my guest greg smith hosting his own show at the same time this wow. is Barry meta and dustin Nguyen. <laughs> but not but not don you are the cw version of dustin Nguyen. oh thank you which is funny because there's the actor Dustin Wynn who was on 21 Jump Street. Oh Whoa. my gosh! Yes, I'm so, watching that right now. Whoa! You guys, you so does he like screw Dustin up Wynn. your your uh, Google Analytics? No, but here's the thing. So Dustin Wynn, the famous comic book artist, follows Dustin Wynn, the actor, and they follow each other back. And my dream would be to follow Don Wynn, Lords of Dogtown. I guess he goes by Don Nugent because he goes by the Nuge. Uh, but, <laughs> and to get him to follow me back so that we're in this weird like meta like multiverse kind of thing happening at the same time like whoa don wins and dustin wins following each other that would be the goal you know, <laughs> all so- we are dustin new wins <laughs> did i go too far with that joke oh my gosh <laughs> dustin, yeah 
That, no, um, that, that one's pretty go all the way to Kansas. You, like, you should uh, do that one in front of him uh, at San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> so I, I just want to know if he's heard that one. I'm pretty sure he has. I, I wonder if he, if, if he also like the, if the, the comment that we had uh, earlier, earlier in our conversations uh, this week, Don, where my last name being Smith is very, very, very basic. Very yes. b- basic last name. Your your last name is uh, also a very common, yeah. common, super name. common. Yeah, uh, you would say we have vanilla names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I would call that vanilla, but vanilla goes with everything, right? So technically, yeah, yeah. vanilla is like black. So vanilla is the new black, is what we're vanilla saying. Vanilla is the new black. Uh, we have no way to go from there. So okay, so as so as a tanner, which is not a uncommon name, but it's not a super common name, and, yeah. and with the claim to fame of having two sitcoms bearing that last oh, name, Al yes. Full House. Mm-hmm. So as if I was an ice cream flavor, would I be something like a um, like hmm. a rum raisin, something that everyone's heard of but maybe hasn't actually had? Oh, that's um, a good, yeah, that's or, a good one. Yeah, or like butter reason. ripple. Ooh, butter ripple. Butter, 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 ripple. I can't well, it, speak. It, it sounds, it sounds like you, you, you've had it, but you just don't know because you got to think yeah. about it, and you're like, have I or have I not? It's or almost it like, like sherbet, where like no one orders that except for like moms. Or like when you're in the hospital and you had your tonsils out and they, oh, they're yeah, like, yeah. well, we don't know if you're lactose intolerant, so we're going to give you sherbet. And you're yeah, like, I but I love sherbet. ice cream, but I am lactose intolerant. Yeah. And I'm totally going to crack like myself. Every, every ice cream place has a sherbet that's every freezer burned. Every four-year-old burn. loves sherbet. like a great kid flavor. Every yeah, four-year-old loves flavor. every flavor. Like, yeah. yeah, it's true. They they ain't got no taste. Just like put their hands in the carton. If it's like, but it's like that study they did. Like little kids, like little kids don't have the part of their brain developed that tells them when something is too sweet. Yeah. So you can just like give a kid sugar, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, I love it." Where an, ad- an adult has that part of their brain that's like, "This is too sweet. Don't eat it." Yeah. And it's just like, kids are pure. Yeah, one they of my can favorite enjoy life. Uh, flavors was just straight up like gumballs and ice cream. <laughs> you oh guys yeah. That back yeah. Today? Yep. Yeah. Yeah gumballs and ice cream yep and it's like the gum didn't even taste like really good but you didn't care because it was like oh it's gum. yeah you had ice cream it was, it's that chewy chalky gum um, gumball like from a yeah. 20 from a quarter machine yeah it's been there for machines. yeah yeah they just threw it in the weird sherbet chopped it up mixture that they had yeah, yep. yeah. speaking Super of hard. cool gumball machines yeah i heard the retro emporium has some cool gumball machines <laughs> yeah crusty the clown gumball machine this girl went bazonkers today she heard like i she's like oh i should buy some gum from from the the counter and her mom's like you should go in the back and check out the gumball machine she's like what and she ran to the back of the store and i heard like this 12 year old girl scream one because it was a clown she wasn't expecting it and two because it was a giant ass gumball machine that was like, I mean, like taller than her. And she's like, Oh my God, it's a clown. She didn't know what it was because I don't think yeah. she'd never seen the Simpsons she before. Yeah, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. She's also grabbing all the Nintendo cartridges. She's like, Mom, what's this thing? I've never seen this before. How do you play what's it? <laughs> what's this do? And her mom just like shook her head in shame. I have not raised a child correctly. Yeah. yeah. 
man uh, kids i know right Th- that is funny to think about like a kid not recognizing a simpsons character because like why would they like I, yeah I, I don't know they just didn't know she didn't yeah. know we were on a uh, not to talk about another podcast, but I was on a podcast yesterday. <laughs> um, uh, We've been doing a lot of podcasts. Yeah, we oh. do a lot of podcasts promote yeah. this Kickstarter we haven't mentioned once yet. Uh, That's, but, we're going to get to that content in a minute. It. <laughs> uh, it's a podcast called uh, I think it's called Stories: The True and the Fictional. Yeah, um, where one of their kind of icebreaker questions was like, "What do you think is the greatest sitcom of all time?" Um, and I was like, "Well, there's there's two answers. There's you know, uh, answer for single camera and an answer for multi camera." Mm-hmm. For multi-camera, I was like, it's it's Seinfeld. Like it's oh yeah, I, I think it's Seinfeld because it's the one that still it it straddles the line between old sitcom style, like very set up. It's about Jerry Seinfeld and his wacky friends, and they uh-huh. have these experiences, but also like set the template for all absurdist comedy that has come after it, and all comedy yeah. now is absurdist on some level. Yeah. Um, so it's like okay, so like for for three camera sitcoms, it's Seinfeld. For a single cam, it's The Office because mm-hmm. that show, for some reason, even though it is incredibly dated, uh, like how people worked in an office in two thousand seven, is completely unrelatable to someone in twenty twenty two. Teenagers still love that show. Like everyone who sees The Office, like. It, it's never gone away. It's never seen dated. You have 12 year olds who quote Michael Scott and like, it just some reason it still sticks with, with the cultural zeitgeist, mm-hmm. uh, even though it shouldn't on a, on a, like a real level. So that's why uh, that's, um, and for then the Simpsons mm-hmm. doesn't anymore. Yeah. Um, no one knew is coming to the Simpsons being like, this show is groundbreaking. No, it's just a show now. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I can see what you said. Cause, uh, there are certain evergreen elements. For me, my two shows I would have picked would have been I Love Lucy and Golden Girls. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. I Love Lucy, like the gags still get me to this Oh, yeah, day. yeah. Like, I still laugh <laughs> out loud sometimes. Like it's so – it's just so out there and like it's body comedy and it's physical mm. comedy and it's – yeah. I mean, you know, it was just a genius show and then – I don't know. Something about Golden Girls always gets me. Uh, you know, they touched upon a lot of topics. There's a lot of a, a lot of white lady topics, but I still find the show absolutely hilarious. Uh, it's a little bit dated, but I don't know. It, it's still. I feel like it's still very prescient and topical, um, mm-hmm. and people still enjoy the show. And people are discovering the show still. Yeah, yeah. It definitely in the last like ten years, right? Yeah. It's had a resurgence and. Yeah like pop culture, like touchstone uh, where I think there's a lot of people who know who all the golden girls are, mm-hmm. but maybe yeah. have never even seen an episode. Right. Dude came in with a golden girl shirt today and I was like, Oh, nice shirt. Which, what's your favorite episode? And he's like, I, uh, I just like the shirt. Oh, so you were good gatekeeping. So you're a gatekeeping. No, no, Way I to just, go. I, 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 the I, top five episodes of golden. Uh, girls. Just, you know, I was trying to make conversation. Mm. Cause you know, because he had a bunch of other Golden Girl stuff in his hands, and he had like a tattoo of Blanche. Well, like, no, he right had he was neck. he had the shirt. He had he picked up some Golden Girl socks and a, and a tumbler, and I figured he was a fan. Yeah. He was he was going to a party that the theme was Golden. Girl. Come as come as a Golden Girl. Ah. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just going to buy merch. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably. Probably. That's Anywho. You know I, what? I didn't even get to tell you guys about my favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's I, cool. I get it. No. I'm just a host. Nobody cares. Please please tell me what your favorite sitcom of all time is. I was going to say uh, CSI Miami. So funny. Horatio Sands. Hilarious. And Unsolved Mysteries. You can't top that. Richard Stack. Um, bringing you the mystery. I'm going to say this a little quieter because my door is open. Uh, my parents are visiting me this week. <laughs> so every night. It is just, it's actually for them, it's NCIS. It is nothing but NCIS. And we're wow. talking episodes that are at this point, uh, it's like 18 20. years old. Oh, they can vote. We watched an episode last night that, that was filmed in 2003. Oh, um, I was like, they're God, sure, they sure are talking right. a lot about 9 11 on this episode. Man. I'm like, oh, that's because it was like, oh, every show is about 9 11 still. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. So that's that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> oh man. Get off my uh, porch. Jeez. Yeah, no. I'm sorry I didn't mean to touch a sour point with you. No, no. <laughs> I uh, apologize. I put my hands out to the microphone for you and you can't see it. I know. <laughs> I did. I was like caressing the microphone. I'm so sorry, Mike. I'm so sorry. Let's get real it's personal. Over there. It's, it, yeah. Well, I mean, we've been it's real so intimate. This yeah. is real intimacy, Dawn. This it is, is true. We share this bond. Um, well, we did talk a little bit. We you, you said we hadn't talked about the Kickstarter. I mentioned the name. Battle Grapple Rebel. Let's get now, back to that. Why don't you tell us, the two of you, Michael, the writer, Don, the artist, about this amazing thing you've created with your hands and your brains and all that stuff that, you know, you got. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you, Greg, because Greg, yeah. you and I have known each other for 20 years. Yeah, because um, we are old men. Yeah, over 20 years. Oh over 20 years. I We're know. getting close to 25 years. I know. It's ah. nuts. Wow. I know. Um, you guys gonna celebrate your anniversary? We uh, should. Greg, We're gonna we go need, off to an island we together need to do that. Yeah, let's, let's go <laughs> off to Golden Girls Island. Uh, <laughs> thank you for Splash being my friend. Yeah. Um, I am st- I you and Greg knows this because we table together because we write Junior Braves and the Apocalypse together. But Greg, oh. you know I have that pitch for Junior Braves down. You know, like I can yeah. recite that oh, yeah. I wrote as if it were a litany handed down by God. Yeah. Um I am still trying to get a handle on how to like quick pitch Battle Grapple Rebel in a way that isn't just the easiest form of pitching, which is it's this meets that. Yeah. And so it it's this meets that is it's pro wrestling, pro wrestling meets Star Wars. Like that is the jumping off point. If we were in an elevator together mm-hmm. in San Diego at the yep. uh, Hilton and, and I had exactly two floors to tell you about this book, I'd turn to you and be like, so I do this book called Battle Grapple Rebel. It's pro wrestling meets Star Wars. I'm Ding, more of a you step out. I never see you again. I'm uh, more of a deep space nine guy. I'd be like, oh, it's a lot like that also. <laughs> oh, really? It's basically yeah. any it's <laughs> sci-fi meets pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> And then, like deeper, yeah, it's like, well, what would pro- the the central question is what is what would pro wrestling be like in the far future where Earth or where humans have become a star spanning confederacy of planets? Um, and then it's a sports underdog story following one young wrestler's uh, journey to fulfill his dream of becoming a, a a pro wrestling star. Like that's that's it. I'm still working on jazzing it up. Luckily, I'm not doing any conventions anytime soon where I'm going to have to pitch this book. But here, I'm trying to pitch it on Kickstarter. Dawn, do you have any tips or tricks or how are you selling it to people when you talk to them about it? 
I've just been telling people, hey, if you like the idea of WWE and Star Wars smashing, then get on board with this book. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, the fast pitch that we all do is to try to get people to relate right off the bat. So it's like, hey, if you love sci-fi, you like things like, uh, like you said, Star Wars, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, and you love wrestling, mash that up, put in a little Blade Runner in the background, you mm-hmm. get Battles battle grapple rebel that's the book for you um and i think you know what you're saying is definitely it's it's true it is to me like an everyman story it's got that blue collar work ethic underdog guy that is just trying to make his way uh in his industry in his career in in what he's trying to do and when you pull back (laughs) even further from the curtains and you get to take a peek at his world you you get to see what what sort of a dystopian world he he currently exists in? Um, so you know, it's a story about uh, about striving in endeavors and heartbreak uh, at the same time. So I really think, you know, at one level, it's for those sci-fi fans, it's for the wrestling fans, but on another level, it really also is for any fan of comics, like any fan of storytelling, any fan of you know the the journey, if you will. Uh, you know, like the Iliad, <laughs> the Odyssey, Odyssey. whatever, whatever, whatever uh, archetype you're looking for, we got it, and we just put a little bit more of a colorful spin on it. Yeah, I, yeah, that's I, an excellent way to put it. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I saw some of the images that that are there, and I really like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and I saw you got a character that looks like Carl, and I was like, well, yeah. A hundred percent. I never bring it up because Don never says <laughs> he's he's a visual influence. So I don't I don't want it to sound like it's insulting. But I'm like, yeah, Coach Muna has a lot of Carl from Aquatine Hunter Force. And I don't know if that was on purpose, but I love it. Uh, no, because I've actually never seen Aquatine. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Meatwad uh, gets the honey. See, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what, what my mashup was, and I think I've, I've talked about it maybe before on another show. Uh, so if you haven't listened to any of those shows, please look out for them, but they only uh, listen to me, ours. Yeah. Only listen to this one. <laughs> uh, for me, it was, uh, I, I really went for a Luis Guzman, uh, oh. mashed up with, uh, rubber band Lou Alba- Albano. Yeah. Captain Lou. When I was a kid, I love Lou Albano. Yeah. Especially, you know, he was like one of those just wacky guys. And then all of a sudden he was like a Cindy Lauper, uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun video. So mm-hmm. he's like that dude. And he would show up in like random like pop culture things. Mm-hmm. He's Super Mario. Yeah. yeah. In the yeah, Super yeah. Mario Super Show. Like, that is <laughs> huge. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, you know, Luis Guzman, you know, Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on Community, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just like, he's just like that. He's like one of those guys that you always see. He was in like a ton of like, what, early 2000, oh, like yeah. late 90s movies. Like mm-hmm. that guy's just everywhere. He's on some like uh, current TV shows too, where he's like, yeah. a, just, I mean, he's, he's, he's the character actor that everybody knows, but they, they, they can't, they, they just like, they're like, where I haven't seen him in. Oh my yeah, gosh. He's like, go down oh, the he's, rabbit it's hole. that guy. He's like, it's that yeah. guy. Yeah, um, hundred percent. If he's not, he's going to like be the lead on a Law and Order or a CSI, like at some point, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's his role. Yeah, he's gonna be. Ooh, what if they? 
I'm, yeah, I'm just like I, I can, I can, yeah, no, I can see. Welcome back to Burn After Pitching. Greg's oh! about to give us his pitch. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. <laughs> we're we're pitching comeback b- vehicles for uh, uh, renowned character actor Luis Guzman. That's <laughs> oh, Luis. We're we're just bouncing through through the podcast here. Oh my god, life with Luis. Life yeah. with Louise. Oh, oh, it's, he's a dad, and he has like five daughters, um, and he's married to a white woman. That's the that's the sitcom, right? Like, and it's his, <laughs> his second wife. Oh wow, wow! I could I could see that. I, I was thinking I, I I was going with the um, the idea of life Louis, life with Louise, and he uh, he's it's a, a very quantum leap type episode or show where he's just continually falling through all these different lives. <laughs> Nice. I like that. And just like sliding through time, trying to get back to his own life. He's like, damn it. It's the wrong one. I would like that when he leaps into someone's life, it's, it's, he's obviously Luis Guzman. Um, and like, where's my husband? And like, I'm Luis Guzman. He's been tell he's been transported to our waiting room. I'm here to fix whatever issue he was dealing with. Yeah. Oh. Cause I'm character actor, Luis Guzman. That oh. Hey, like I said, shout out to Luis Guzman. If you're uh, listening to this and you love wrestling, back our comic. There you go. Uh, tweet at us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we'll send you a complimentary copy. There we go. Yeah. We're, we're fans is what I'm saying. So, uh, so this, this book is all, all wrestling. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a, a love, a, a, a love letter to your, to your childhoods of wrestling and, uh, and, and space stuff. Way to put yeah, in a lot of ways. Like the origin yeah. is like I was like uh, as a kid, I was a huge wrestling fan, um, and I had like my own head cannon that I was willing to accept that the WWF was fake, <laughs> but NWA later WCW was real, and that would explain why wrestlers would go from one company to the other. Okay, is that the NWA wrestlers when they got injured would go to WWF because to like heal up because it was fake. But like the real stuff was NWA. That was legitimate, uh, legitimate contest. Um, and then, you know, like I fell out of it, like in the mid nineties, like the new generation era. Um, and then 1987, I had friends who got back into it and they're like, dude, you got to watch WCW. Now the NWO is awesome. Uh, and so I started tuning in and I won't in college, Literally, wrestling was on four nights a week, right? And like Greg yeah, knows, I remember like, you taking me to stuff. <laughs> yeah, we like my first indie show was with Greg and uh, a guy we had a class with, Steve. Uh, was that I his think name? So. I think so. Was it Steve? Um, and we 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 saw Bad News Brown. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and he, he was working as a manager, and he was wearing like a cheap purple suit that uh, oh, the jacket so and the pants did not match. Like no. they were different tones yes. of purple. Uh, yeah. Like, like he had, um, and he uh, just went to Goodwill and grabbed some yep, stuff off. The exactly. Yeah. It looked like a, yeah, yeah. like a Goodwill suit or that he had dry cleaned the top, but not the bottom. And it came <laughs> back faded. Um, but man, that was like, that was the first indie show. That's fantastic. And then, Greg, we went to Spring uh, Stampede, right? Yeah, WCW Spring yeah. Stampede, nineteen ninety eight or nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. um, where I actually uh, went down and walked uh, on camera. I'm on camera for like two seconds, walking past the ring during one match, um, and I'm going to post photos of that on the Kickstarter page. Uh, nice. In a minute, um, probably this week, I'll do that as the big update. Um, yeah, and then I've I've fallen out of out of it again, and then I got kind of back into it with indie wrestling. 
and I've gone to like uh, some pro wrestling gorilla shows. I saw, uh, I went to battle for Los Angeles a couple years ago, uh, which is a big tournament. It's like the big indie tournament in the States. Um, which is like, I went to like the finals night. It's like three night. It's a three night tournament. And so people go like for all three nights and just watch some of the best independent wrestling in the country happening. Um, and so, yeah, like I love wrestling as a performance art. Um, and I really wanted to kind of explore that. And also as a window into pop culture, because mm-hmm. pro wrestling is so it influences pop culture and is influenced by popular culture. Yeah. Um, so like, I wanted to explore that in, in unique and interesting way. And rather than do a comic that's just about wrestling here in, in America in the year 2022, I wanted to put it in a, a genre setting, a unique setting, which was, I want this to be in the far future. I want this to be like star Wars or star Trek where it's they're wrestlers, but they go for, they don't go from town to town. They go from planet to planet uh, wrestling. And there's, you know, there's, there's alien wrestlers, but they're, I, I decided to kind of look at the alien wrestlers the way that um, what would be called ethnic wrestler, wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, in like the territory days, like the you know 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, where it'd be like, there's one Asian guy in that territory. Uh, and he is either a, he's, he's a, he's a dastardly heel cause he's a foreigner. So he's a uh-huh. foreign heel unless he gets over with the crowd and then they turn him baby face. And then he's the token ethnic baby face in the territory for a while until mm-hmm. he leaves and they bring in another, there's only ever like one or two mm-hmm. um, or like, or like uh, the, like Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan because they needed someone that the Irish population would get behind. So he was positioned as being like the Irish wrestler, um, which is like a weird bit of trivia. Cause you don't think of Hulk Hogan as being anything, but like a California yeah. bodybuilder yeah. dude, but he's Hulk Hogan because he's supposed to be the guy that the, like the Irish guys in yeah, at Madison Hogan, square yeah. gardens be like, Oh yeah. I like, I like Hulk Hogan. Because he's one of us. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh just... Heidi, Heidi, hey, kiss the Blarney Stone. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, you know, like, wow. so I, I wanted to do, like, it's fine. You can make fun of Irish people. It's fine. They don't yeah. care. Um, or do they? Right into uh, Greg Smith at Twitter.com. <laughs> I know. Make sure it's the one on the CW. Yeah. The, uh, he'll answer back. Yeah. He'll answer back. Yeah. Right away. So like, I wanted quick. to take that kind of like, real life wrestling history, put it in the sci-fi setting and use it um, in, in an interesting way. Um, and I think, you know, thanks to Don's awesome artwork and, and Dave, Dave Wheeler, who's the inker and letterer on the book, like Dave Wheeler's work. I think we've really put together like a really solid story overall, like macro level umbrella. This is a great story, I think, and not to toot my horn. I think it's a great story. Issue one, we're setting up all the pieces, and I think um, I think people are really gonna like it. Very yeah, cool. I think you know, like I said earlier, I love this project. I believe in it. When Michael first brought this up to me, like we were hanging out, uh, you know, after show, um, post con, just enjoying burger and fries and maybe a beer. I think, uh, and he just was like, "Hey, I got this idea for a project." <laughs> And I think you you didn't say more than like ten words. You essentially was like, imagine if it was like you know, kind of like Star Wars. You know, we have this like uh, intergalactic 
world that we're 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 playing in and then it, it's wrestling in that i was like yeah. yes please uh and then he sent me the script and that i like i was already on board when he said <laughs> star wars and wrestling but yeah. then he sent me the script i was like oh man i think i just like struck gold with this this is <laughs> such a good script and you know i'm i'm not even it's not even hyperbole it just was so good such a fun read and i think you know that's what we want uh, from comics as comic book readers. Sometimes we, we do enjoy those stories that are a little more dense um, mm-hmm. and they explore certain topics, but sometimes you just want something that's fun and lighthearted. And Michael has struck that balance. He's found something that's fun and lighthearted. And at the same time, it, it touches upon these, uh, you know, these, these uh, current events that or current topics that he's able to place into this future world and I think there really is a little bit of something for everybody, uh, like I said earlier, with this project. That's cool. I think like that's the kind of thing that our our general listeners for Nurse in the Script they they tend to like because we the movies that we cover, the other projects that we cover, we we generally go for things like that. And when when I got a chance to take a look at what it is that you you all have here, this is this definitely hit all those notes. And I mean. Yeah, we cover a lot of crap movies, that's for sure, 100%. And this totally fits the wheelhouse. I mean, you know, you say funny- that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, there's, as this has kind of come up is uh, on our Kickstarter page, someone actually was like, oh, is this like that movie? Uh, this, movie this movie called Arena, um, <gasps> which is not like I, it is after the fact. I love Arena. I think it is a, top shelf B movie. And yeah. I'll talk a little bit about it. It wasn't what I was thinking when I wrote it. Um, but after the fact, I was like, Oh yeah, there's, there's similarities there, but they're very, very different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who are not a fan of the great B movie arena, uh, released 1992 or 93. Uh, it's a, it's sci-fi movie, uh, far future on a space station. Um, where, there is a, it's kind of mixed martial arts, I guess is it, although that didn't really exist at that point, it's kind mm. of like UFC yeah. um, with aliens. Cause it's, you know, it's like a Star Trek. It's more of a Star Trek universe mm. uh, with aliens where humans have ne- have never, or haven't been competitive in this sport for decades because they're not as strong. They're not as fast as these alien species. Um, even though there's a really cool gimmick in the movie where there's kind of like a, I don't know, like uh, like the kind of uh, ray supervillains use on Superman when they want to take his powers away. Ooh. There's like a nullifying ray that each wrestler kind of gets hit with during a match to make them equal, mm-hmm. um, to make it like kind of remove a lot of their like species advantages mm-hmm. to try to make it a more equal fight. And it's about like the one human who like suddenly becomes competitive. So it's like kind of Rocky in space kind of thing. Um where Battle Grapple Rebel is is very different from that because it is not it's not a fight to the death. It is pro wrestling. It is a it is a performance, uh, an athletic performance that these uh, grapplers are doing. Uh, but in terms of like general setting, yeah, like if you've, you you kind of get the idea if you've seen Arena, like what kind of world it takes place in. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I mean, that's a, that's a great way for, for our listeners to, to get an idea and and to be able to say, Oh yeah. Okay. I like this. This is, this is also right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. If you love arena, I think you'll really dig uh, battle grapple rebel. Sweet. Oh, you know, I've also pitched it as 
kayfabe in space meets West Wing. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, where can uh, where can our where can our folks can I could speak. I got words there in my head. They're gonna come out of my <laughs> mouth now. Where can our folks find you? Uh, you can find Battle Grapple Rebel on Kickstarter right now through May 9th. Uh, so just go to uh, battlegrapplerebel.com and that'll redirect you to the Kickstarter page. Uh, that's where you can find that book. Uh, you can find me on my website, buymichaeltanner.com, where I have a blog, I have a web store, where I'm doing a huge sale right now because I'm selling off a lot of stock because I just moved and I want to not have to carry all these hardcover books of Junior Braves of the Apocalypse, the graphic novel series I write with Greg. Oh, and hey! <laughs> also, I have a series out right now called Orcs in Space, which volume two just came out uh, as a collection. And the f- last four issues are going digital only thanks to the paper shortage in the United States, love uh, I love I love America, USA, oh, USA, man. USA. So, Orcs in Space—it's hilarious sci-fi comedy about three yes. idiot orcs who steal the most advanced spaceship in the galaxy and go out on a wild sci-fi adventure. And that's me. It sounds like you like space. Yeah, like yeah. oddly enough, I'm writing a lot of shit in space right now. That's that's <laughs> out of this world, man. Wink, wink, Greg. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about, Don. Uh, well. I would like to mention that as of this recording, we are, I believe, 117% funded on Kickstarter, but we would love to hit 100 backers. We are currently 29 short, so we can find 29 people who love, you know, things like AEW or WWE, Star Wars, Star Trek, or Battlestar Galactica, or even the West Wing. Uh, Please come join us, tag in, and put us over... Like I said, we only need 29 backers, and the book is going to get colored. So currently it is in black and white, but I think it will look fantastic colored. Uh, I am Don Nguyen. Last name is spelled N-G-U-Y-E-N. You add an I-N-G-I-T to that, and you can find me on most social media platforms. My website is winningit.com. I do a comic called Pablo the Gorilla that funded on Kickstarter. I've been part of uh, 15 Kickstarters up to this point, so you probably have seen my work in some form or the other. If you're a Kickstarter fan, and uh, yeah, I got like three more coming down the pipeline. Cannibal on Mars is launching this Tuesday, 426. Uh, you can find that out. That's uh, being done by Dave Schrader, Dave Schrader, and Tony Donnelly, with a uh, variant covered by Ray Anthony Height, who has done Star Wars Doctor Afra. That's a Star Wars connection right there. Um, and then uh, next will be a project called Retro, which is being done with Aaron Lindenthaler and actor Reno Wilson from Mike and Molly and Good Girls. And then uh, Pablo the Gorilla number two is currently in the works. So please be on the lookout for that. I hope to have some surprises for that. Ooh, man, you are a busy guy. Both of you are busy guys. Wow. We're, we're all busy, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I. Good place to be. Yeah, you know, busy. <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> we don't know when to stop. It's <laughs> how we do. Uh, well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedules and and talking to the to the nurse and recruit listeners about your amazing project, Battle Grapple Rebel. Uh, please, people, go out and back this thing because I want to see it in color. It's going to look awesome. I've seen some of the the stuff they've done in color, and I mean, you, you Don, you didn't even you buried this, but like in this cover that that they've got, there's a bunch of blank space, and oh, if yes. you back it you can get if you back it at this level I, we didn't even talk about what the what the cool things that they can get 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I I'm the guy that killed this. Oh, I suck. No, no, you got like you open the door here. Okay, so we've got the uh, face in the crowd level. Yes. Um, get drawn as the audience. Yeah, drawn, yeah. Drawn as the audience. We've got what they were sold out, but our top tier did just open up because we had a cancellation. Unfortunately, life happens. But our top tier, you can get a customized action figure of yourself as a battle grappler. Whoa. Yeah. And then what other cool stuff? We got trading cards coming. Yeah. Stickers um, on right? What's that? Stickers? Yeah, uh, stickers. I don't know. Do we have stickers? <laughs> I don't remember. I think I, don't, I know trading cards because I pitched yeah, yeah. the trading cards. Yeah, definitely trading cards. And then also there will be physical and uh, digital copies. And there is a variant cover currently by, uh, by Brett, Brett. Brett Weldelli <laughs> from Southland Tales. Sorry. I had a momentary skip in my brain. Uh, so please come and check out the variant cover. We just posted an update on that. And if anybody uh, needs, you know, any, any other reason, if you're a wrestling fan, um, I, you know, there is an amazing creator named John Crowther who uh, I've been fortunate to work with uh, on Orange Cone Productions, Cthulhu Invades Wonderland and Invades Oz. And uh, he gave us this quote after reading it. He said, good stuff, lots of action and character development, and it stays true to the business with the terminology and depictions of a young wrestler trying to break into the business. It's a story both comic book fans and wrestling fans should enjoy. And we're talking about a guy who's done bio comics with, you know, wrestlers like Nikolai Volkov, uh, the Funk Brothers, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggins, the Bushwhackers. Yeah. So that's high praise. And also my buddy Scott Lost, who is uh, was on the indie circuit uh, as a wrestler. He also backed the project and he's excited and uh, looking forward to it. So, you know, we, we have a lot of people that are involved that just love wrestling. And I hope you see the, you know, Michael, you wrote some just fantastic portrayals of characters and I took bits and pieces of wrestlers that I love uh, growing up and I really try to work them in there. So hopefully you see those influences in the characters that uh, Michael and I have uh, created for you guys. And uh, yeah, Dave Wheeler's done a fantastic job with the inks and the letters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's also seen uh, with his properties through AEW and WWE. So shout out to him tonight yeah. as well. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he is a big deal. <laughs> How'd you guys get that? Uh, we <laughs> met him at a pool party during Comic-Con and became friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's See, that that's what it takes. Sometimes you just got to talk to people. They're, at a pool party. At a pool it's got to be at a pool party, At man. a pool party. Okay. Okay. At a pool party. Not at a garden party. At a pool party. No, a garden party, no one talks. They just sip their tea. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they just do. Cool. Quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just quiet. Anything else you, you, you two gents want to talk about before we uh, we wrap this up? No, I think we covered it, right? Yeah, I think we and, got it. Thank you nothing, so much, Greg, for having the, us on. Yeah, nothing you. else you want to pitch? Nothing else? Don? Anybody? No? Oh, uh, you know... I think Greg and I, we, we should bring this up, is we came up with oh. a character the other night. Uh, and not only is it a character, but it's also an app. It is called... Swalto! That's right, people! Swalto! You have been working out your upper and lower part of your body. Your chest, your pecs, your biceps, your triceps, your abs, your calves, and your quads. Is that all in the same part? I don't know. Uh, I don't know the the body, (laughs) how it works. But what you haven't been working out is your feet. And that is the cornerstone of your whole entire body. And when you use... What? Your foundation. Yeah. (laughs) And when you get swole toe, you know. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a lost. I lost no, oh, that was that was the uh, that was the catchphrase. When you get Swalto, you'll know. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, you'll know. And and no is spelled N A N K N O E. Yes. When See, you get swalt, we, swalto, you'll swalto. know. Yeah, that's what yeah. we get your toes real swole. <laughs> Yeah, they, they just get so swole. The, vein, the veins have veins on them, and then you actually your toe has pockets. Yeah, that's because well, your, yeah. your toe muscles will develop muscles of their own, and those will be veinated. Yeah. Are you going to start another app called Balto? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the mascot's going to be like a husky dog. Uh, yes, but that's like also when, good. when your pants are too loose in the crotch, you got to get Balto. um in development in development okay yeah yeah. you know i recently got like four emails in one day from a company offering to make me an app and i think i can um i can put you in touch with them because it seemed really legit yeah oh yeah cool i think we should we should go for it all right yeah yeah so, so Mike, do you, do you like this idea? Do you think this is a good one? Do you, do you want to jump onto this with us? Are you asking me for money right now? <laughs> You're asking me like for this investment opportunity. I mean, we're, we're looking to work this into issue three. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. this is, this is, this is an opportunity for you to join us, joining you with yeah. us joining you. I tell you what, let's get through this first Kickstarter and then <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll take a look to see if we can work in Swolto. Well, if you know, if you got Swolto, then you know. Yes. Um, I, I'm not opposed to making it like a billboard in the background of the <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I'm dying right now. This is. I think that can work. It's dumb funny. And then, yeah, then you got a guy that's just like walking around the Swolto shirt. <laughs> uh, so, Greg, you heard it. We get to put it in the background on the billboard. So it will be hollow projected at some point. Oh my god! I feel like I just got got pressed. <laughs> you <Yeah>. did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you said it on the podcast. It's going to happen. It's. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm. Nothing gets edited from this stuff. Saul. He's not going to do it. He's not going to edit it. He's not going to cut it out. Okay. Not even cut if you ask out. him. Not even if you ask him. He won't. Not if you know I why? Dave Coulier this. You. She won't. You know why? Because right. it's ironic, right. don't you think? <laughs> oh my god, you went there! I did, didn't I? You're out of control. I am. I'm so out of it's control. Too legit. Oh my god, too legit. I can't quit. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, guys, this has been fantastic. This has been fun. I honestly like our pre-show talking was like, I, like that could have been a podcast in itself. Uh, everybody missed out on on some fun times. Uh, again, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, hopefully people will go and check this out, not just on, on my suggestion, but on the suggestions of you two and all these great things that you've told them because, well, dude, battle grapple rebel looks awesome. Awesome as hell. So dope. And if, if they want to see Swolto in, in issue three, then they have to back this thing. So go back it for Swolto. That's what you want. That's what you need. <laughs> and make it happen so mike has to put it in so yes. do it for me listeners do it for me okay we want swolto issue three so <laughs> all right sounds great <laughs> can't wait i know you're just excited as hell all right 
We're going to drop it off here. Thanks, guys. It's your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.